On today's show, the Clippers get a clutch win against the Golden State Warriors. Are they a title contender? Let's talk about the Cavs. They've been really awesome. And the Pistons are just punching people. Talk about that on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen today. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to, like the video on YouTube, and comment anything below. Let us know in the comments section. Are the Clippers a title contender? Are they not a title contender? Why or why not? Joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls. What you got for me, Pat, the designer? You know, at least the Bulls wait till they get on the basketball court to start trying to fight people. (laughs) My God, what's going on up in Detroit, man? Or out in Phoenix, I guess. We'll talk about Isaiah Stewart punching Drew Eubanks in the face. There are reports that you may have, if you you went to sleep at a reasonable hour last night, you may have (laughs) missed... What happened with that story? We'll talk about that and count it up a little bit later where we count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. Uh, also, LeBron going to the Warriors. That Was that? How much do you believe that? Yeah. We'll talk about the Cavs. They beat the they beat the, the Bulls tonight, which is not like a reason to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk. You're we'll not ta- wrong. Like, what, did, <laughs> what did you want me to interject there? Like, yeah. Whoa, buddy. 26 and 29. We're on the come. The what? That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. insane starting off real, we're starting off real strong today. Yeah, but we'll talk start. about the Cavs. They're surging. Why? They're second in the East. What's going right with them? Well, let's start here, Pat. The Clippers get 130 to 125 win against the Golden State Warriors at one point. Or the Warriors had the lead for most of this game. It was about a nine-point lead. And... With with nine minutes and thirty six seconds left, hilarity ensued. There was shoving. There was Draymond Green making ridiculous gestures on the sidelines. We'll, we'll talk about that. Ty Lue gets ejected because he was frustrated. Just Draymond holds up four fingers on the sideline and then shoves them somewhere. I don't know what he was doing with it. Was it. a tongue out? It was. It was a wild. He, he didn't know what to do on the floor. To not be in the fight. Oh, like, yeah, that's what that like, was. I can't be in this. I can't be in this shoving thing. I, I have a family. I have a podcast. I can't just. After that, though, the Clippers go on a 17-5 to run. They take the lead after that, and they score 44 points in the fourth quarter, including Norman Powell gets four threes. James Harden goes 0-3 from the field, but they still get, you know, 12 points. They get 10 points from Westbrook as well. The Clippers surging past the Warriors, who the Warriors have actually been playing well lately. We're not going to just. Crap all over the Warriors here. But the Clippers, what did you see from the Clippers at the end of this game? I mean, listen, a bounce back effort. You end up losing your coach. And and I mean, realistically, He's just got ejected. Hey, like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you. Out of everything that happened, the fact that Ty Lu got ejected for basically being like, what is that? Like, <laughs> like, come on, do better, Gucci ref. But uh, I just... <laughs> Listen, a, a fourth quarter where you just saw an offensive juggernaut come to life yeah. in the uh, in the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, Russell Westbrook 
being uh, was that on your bingo card for offensive juggernaut of a night? But sixteen point or uh, uh, twelve points, I should say, in the uh, fourth quarter. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, but twelve points uh, in the in the fourth quarter alone really was attacking. Really was a major catalyst in there and kept finding people open. Looked yeah. like old Russ and just, I mean, navigated the game really well. Paul George chipping in, of course, with a couple of points as well. A couple of big buckets towards the end of that and uh, getting to the free throw line a little bit. Like the the Clippers showed a, a, a resiliency that it felt like the Warriors used to have in this game. When those scuffles would happen, when the Draymond moments would happen, when the crazy things would happen, normally, yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what, what the, what, what was he, what was he putting that? Where was he putting that? That was concerning. But uh, for the people on the podcast side, my God, it's just got to sound crazy. But it, I, I thought the Clippers showed resiliency we normally see from the Warriors. Now seeing this from the Clippers, it, it was it was a nice change because I feel like more times than not, these are the moments in the past we've seen them fold when the game gets tough, when mm. teams start trying to get physical. And, and that's really what the Warriors were trying to do down the stretch. Now, this, uh, the whole scuffle starts from the Clippers, right? Like, it's not like the well, the the push wasn't warranted from Kaminga in this whole situation. They've got some fight in them, though. This Clippers yeah. team, right? We've seen this Clippers team roll over. One of the reasons why Darian Vaziri is the co the host of Locked On Clippers is because he went on a rant after they lose a 3-1 lead, and like he just went off about them and how yeah. ridiculous it was. And so we're seeing the fight from this Clippers team that you love to see. You they didn't have Kawhi Leonard in this in this game, and they still get a win against a you know Warriors team that has been there were seven and one coming into this game over their last eight, yeah. and it was just a good win. They get to the free throw line a lot in this game, and in the fourth quarter, like you said, they just kept finding guys open. Norman Powell, four of four from three, yeah. he was insane. One of the questions I have about the Clippers is, do they have enough for a title run? And what you need for a title run is you need at least one wild card guy that can just hit a bunch of threes. And they've, it feels like they have like three or four wild card guys. Norman Powell, definitely. He can hit you a bunch of threes. Westbrook is weirdly a wild card guy for them because yeah. he can all of a sudden come out, take over a game with some athleticism here and there, at least take over like half a quarter. And sometimes you just need that in a playoff run. They've got some depth with their you know, front court. They've got Zubats, Plumley, Tice they can throw in there. Like they've got some of that now, which they didn't really have in the past. They always had to go small. And now they don't always have to do that. They sent home PJ Tucker and Bones Highland this week. Like they don't even they just have an embarrassment yeah. of talent over there for the Clippers. Uh, it was just an it was an impressive showing from them. They're a game and a half out of first right now. They went on a six game losing streak this year. Do you remember that? You remember we were oh, yeah. all just just like oh, downing yeah. the Clippers since then. November seventeenth. The system. <laughs> uh, since then, wait. Do I have the? Oh, I don't. Have... I'm not a system player. I am a system player. That's for the Friday show. <laughs> uh, since November 17th, after the six-game losing streak, they have they are 32-10. and 10. They have the number one offense in the NBA, 123.4 points per 100 possessions. The number eight defense in the NBA, about 115 points allowed per 100 possessions. They're just playing really, really well. They feel like a complete team. Do you think they have enough for a title run? Uh, No. I just cool. Right. Good, good talking no, with you. No, no, no. And here's the thing. Do they have enough? Maybe there's finally enough talent. I think the fact that like we talked about a game we saw tonight where you can have a quarter where you just go. Nobody else really has it going. We need somebody to get it going. And Russell Westbrook can come in and basically say, oh, I could be old Russ for eight minutes. That's all you need real quick. Here I go. Um, it feels like this is the year where maybe you have a little bit more, but 
this feels like every Clippers year to me. Like this doesn't feel different. It doesn't feel magical. It doesn't feel this like this one doesn't feel different. No, Kawhi and Paul George are playing games. I mean that that That's that different. part is different. That part is different. I guess in that sense, yes. But their point guard—they actually have a point guard, and actually they have two point guards. <sighs> yes, but still, they didn't have that but, in the past either. Me, Remember, me, they were looking for every point I'll, guard. Should I'll, we get Lowry? Should we get this guy? Get I this will guy? believe it when I see it. Here's the one thing that I see a lot of right now. It feels like the Nuggets are just trying to get to the end of the season, get back into a playoff run. Jokic seems very mildly interested in a lot of what's going on right now. Uh, the Thunder are a surging team that I'm going to be real with you. Let's say you get into a seven-game series with young guys. You don't have a lot of young guys on this team. You get into a seven-game series with the Thunder right now. Now, that that would be a Western Conference final run, right? That would be at the top of the uh, Western Conference right well, now. They're 2-3 they're right now. They would It would be in the second round. Could, yes, could be second round as well right now. But, like... It, I just feel like the Clippers still, this feels like the Portland Trailblazers 01 to me, 2000-2001, right? Where you're like, good team, a lot of talent on that team. Scottie Pippen's there, right? Uh, Rasheed Wallace, Rashid, Rashid is there. Kawhi is not that Scottie Pippen, though. That's the difference, is they've got that guy. They've got that guy in Kawhi, and it's not all on James Harden. The only thing standing against the Clippers and a title run to me are ethereal. The curse of the Clippers and the curse of James Harden. Those are the only two things to me standing in between them. The Nuggets, obviously, you've got to get past them because, you know, it's their West. Right. But to me, I think they have enough. Like, they have enough talent. They've got one of the best coaches in the NBA. To me, it's on them now to make it, it happen. Seven-game series, they're beating the Suns. Seven-game series, they're beating, you know what I mean? Like, there's... They should beat the Suns. There's some, there's some dogs in this Western Conference. I like some of the additions the Suns have made post-buyout market as well, adding Thad Young, right? Like, the, there's there's some dogs in this market now, and the oh. Suns aren't the benchless team that they were to start the season now. And so now you got an opportunity where, oh, man, Kevin Durant could sit for 10 minutes? Where'd this come from? <laughs> I mean, like, like we didn't have that at the can beginning I, of the season. Can I tweet? Can I tweet? Can, while I, I'm can I tweet while I'm on the bench? Can I tweet? <laughs> Evil man and Draymond. But no, like I just, I just, I'm. I, it's not that I don't even know if I don't believe in the history, or if I believe the history of the Clippers in comes into comes into play here. I just think that the Clippers are a team very much like, and the reason I said the Blazers of of 2000, 2001, right? I think that was the year 2000, 2001 when they went to the Western Conference Finals versus the Lakers is. You just ran up into the younger guys who were ready to take the next step. Mm. You ran into a monster in Shaq, and you had a young dog in Kobe on that team. There's some young dogs in this Western Conference right now that are looking to take the next step. And I think that you got a lot of them at the top of the West right now. You look at the Timberwolves, you look at the Thunder. Those are guys you got to go through to get to the NBA Finals this year. We'll see. Let us know in the comment section if you think the Clippers are a title contender. Coming up, what's going on with the Cavs? How have they been so good? What did Pat see tonight against the, the, uh, the Bulls? Talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood is the only IRA that gives you 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer 
from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024. Uh, Validated by Radius Global Market Research. Invest, investing involves risk, including loss limitations apply to IRA and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA, being an everydayer, listening every day. We have a daily Lockdown show that covers your team. Check the link in the description for a show that covers your team every single day. Also, check out the Lockdown Sports Today live stream. If you're watching us on Firestick TV or on the live stream, go check out the YouTube channel, the podcast feed, all that kind of stuff. Appreciate each and every one of you for checking in, being an everydayer. All right, Pat, let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They play the Chicago Bulls, your Bulls tonight. They... Cavs win 108 to 105. The Cavs, all of a sudden, this Cavs team, second in the East. They have a 36 and 17 record. What did you see from the Cavs in this game tonight? I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. The the defense is is really what stands out to it's me. Real. I mean, when when you look at uh, how they matched up against the Bulls tonight, both teams, two of the better defenses in the NBA right now. Uh, and, and they had a quarter where it came to blows, right? 17 to 18. I thought I was watching 1985 basketball <laughs> once again, right? And it, it was a little fuzzy on the TV. The internet didn't come through. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. And listen, and and you saw that Cavs team continue to do that. Third quarter, uh, Bulls came out 27-28, didn't, didn't win the quarter. And then, but the difference here is it's a defensive team. This, this is kind of why I think they've gone on this run. It's a defensive team that's defense first, but they have a legitimate closer. They have a guy yeah. who can go out there and say, all right, guys, we got to go out here and and uh, uh, put up 35 and a quarter real quick. And they can do that because you have Donovan Mitchell on the team, and that opens things up for Darius Garland. That opens things up for Evan Mobley. I, I really feel like that is the biggest difference. And, and that was the biggest difference in the game tonight. Kobe White was absolutely electric tonight, 32 points. He was knocking down the three ball really well. He was basically going shot for shot with uh, uh, Garland and with uh, Mitchell. But when you got a two-on-one, right, it's an Ice Spice commercial. It's not going to be Sprite at the end of it. And, that, and that's pretty much what ended up happening tonight. Is she okay? Like, what happened with her and the Sprite? I, 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 I don't know. Do, I don't do we know what happened with Ice Spice in that I, commercial? I'm going to be honest with you, dog. I don't know <laughs> what the commercial was implying, but I've been asking this question since the Super Bowl. I believe I know what the commercial was implying. And I just hope did, one did of those. It, did you go with the sunny guys to the to the boat because of listen, the implication? <laughs> I just hope to the boat it, it, because of the implications. Uh, I I just hope that uh, one, either lemon or lime don't have four rings. But at the end of the day, I mean, here's here's what you really got to look at with this far. with this Cleveland Cavalier team is. Um, <laughs> How often are you going to be able to just give up the three-point shot? Yes, they do have 
one-on-one guys, right? You've got Isaac Okoro who could be a solid man-to-man defender. You've got Darius Garland who can hold his own a little bit. Mitchell's basically like, I'm not playing defense. But the Cavs mm-hmm. are kind of in this Bucks mode where they're willing to give you the three to take away the paint, which is what they did against the Bulls tonight, which is what I've seen them do on this last 10 run. How often is that going to work? There's teams in this Eastern Conference that are going to be able to knock down the three. If you go up against Boston, are you going to be able to to, uh, uh, go all the way when they're going to be able to shoot the three ball, right? You got Dame time on the other side. You're going to just give him the three consistently? Like, that's the only concern I have with this Cleveland team is they're kind of taking that. We're going to pack in the paint. We're going to make sure nobody scores down low. We're going to win the rebounding battle. But on the flip side of that, you know what's available to you. The Bulls had a lot available to them tonight. We just ain't got no shooters. We got Kobe White and the rest of them. The Cavs are second in the league in the, the percentage of non-corner threes they allow teams to take. About 24.5% of all the shots taken against the Cavs are non-corner threes. The All threes in general, they're ninth in the NBA in the amount of threes they, they allow. So you're right. They're the best, best defense in the NBA, but they allow a ton of threes in this. And yeah, like this team since December 16th, they're 23 and five. Yeah. They've got the best record in the NBA since then. It's wild to watch. Uh, they, so what is that? 28 games. Mobley and Garland have only played nine of those games. So this team has pieced together and worked together in order to, to win with even out without two of their best players. there. third best offense in that stretch, best defense in that stretch. It's wild to watch this team, how they've, uh, figured this how they figured it out. JB Bickerstaff, you'd think at some point, like after the first round loss last year, yeah. think, how hot is his seat getting at this point this season? But seems safe now. And now you got this question like, all right, their offense is exactly the same as last year. They were they were seventh in the NBA in offense last year. Their rating is exactly the same. They're 16th this year. Isn't that insane how insane yeah. offense has gotten this year? Uh, they're taking less mid-range shots. They're taking more threes on offense. So they've changed up some of their, some you know some of their decisions there on that uh, because they've added Max Struess because they've added you know uh, Yang like they've added you know a couple of these guys that take more threes. And so now you ask the question like, is the first round like is can this team get out of a first round series right now? The second they would play, you know either Miami or Orlando, maybe Chicago or Atlanta, but like yeah. if you're playing Miami in that first round. Oh man, like this season could, like you said, they might not be an elite team, but if they lose in the first round again, like what is going to happen? Well, I think all the teams that they'd play in the first round, they could get out, right? The Hawks, maybe, maybe would be a tough team. Yeah, because Miami doesn't shoot the three ball well enough. I get it, right? Tyler Hero and and Jaime Jaquez is starting to come on a little bit more now, but like they just don't shoot the three ball well enough. And when you got two monsters down low and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember this per se, but I believe going into the playoffs last year, wasn't Cleveland missing one of the two major bigs going into the playoffs last year. I want to say Jared Allen had a finger issue going into the playoffs or something like that. So I think that that played into uh, uh, some of the issues that they may have had last season. But being able to lock down the paint versus most of the teams at the bottom, they're at the bottom for a reason. They lose at math. This is what I've been saying about the Bulls. The Bulls lose at math. They don't shoot enough three-pointers. Bulls don't. The Hawks try to shoot enough because of Trey Young. But for the most part, right, they're kind of in that same boat. The Magic and the Heat, right there. Right? So those are teams that I think the Cavs would be able to get, get out of the first round against. That second round, to me, though, is where it gets a lot more interesting. Guess what? Pacers can shoot. 
the uh the the Sixers can shoot, right? If you get matched up with one of those guys, those are teams where you're gonna have a little bit more trouble against. And it's interesting. I'm sorry, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley aren't stopping Joel Embiid that long. <laughs> Maybe have together. Fun. Maybe together if they hold hands. <laughs> Just build the wall. <laughs> become the become the wall. Become the wall. Cavs have we been Cavs have wall. been really good. Good for them. Coming up. Isaiah Stewart was arrested. <laughs> we'll talk about that. And LeBron going to the Warriors coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Hungry Root. Go to Hungry Root to get all of the groceries and the recipes and all that kind of stuff you want. It's your partner in heavy living, the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. All you have to do is take their quiz. It's easy. It's a short quiz, but it helps you. You can select you know, if you need to be dairy-free, gluten-free, tree nut-free, all that kind of stuff. If you want to be carb-conscious, high-protein, anti-inflammatory, you can select all these different things. They know even, they want to even know what, like, you use to to eat, like what you, you have at your, your kitchen appliances and that kind of stuff, what you like to eat, what you use, and more. They want to build your personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations with all that stuff to put it to good use so you don't waste food either. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your personal taste. So right now, go to Hungry Root. They're offering Lockdown NBA listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Go to HungryRoot.com slash Lockdown to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. Go get them. That's HungryRoot.com slash Lockdown. Don't forget to use our link so they know that we sent you HungryRoot.com slash Lockdown. All right, Pat. It's that time again where we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA some stuff happened. Some stuff happened. Stuff. Tonight. So we'll get into it on. Big chicken, baby. Zion Williams and porn stuff. Take that. Cut it up. 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 Isaiah Stewart assaulted Drew Eubanks tonight. A Sun spokesperson said the attack on Drew Eubanks was unprovoked. The acts of violence such as this are unacceptable we unequivocally support drew we will continue to work with local law enforcement and the nba apparently isaiah stewart drew eubanks were coming into the arena before the suns played the pistons and they got into it and isaiah stewart clocked drew eubanks right in the mouth phoenix police according to cbs in the cbs station in phoenix phoenix police arrested isaiah stewart for assaulting drew eubanks stewart was issued a citation and then he was released the investigation remains active my question is, what do you got to say to somebody in a game? Because apparently there was a November, there was a November game where they got into it. What do you have to say to somebody where it's on site like that? You see them next and you're just going for it. I see you in Phoenix. That's all that, it take. That's it. That's all it take. I see you in I'll Phoenix. I'll see you in Phoenix. Yeah. Cause I got to walk up and be like, what's that jive you was talking? What, what's, what's all that? What's all them wolf tickets you was selling? Jive you were talking. What's all, what's all that? Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, you know I mean, like, were you yeah, on been, the '80s Blazers? Said two thousand, two thousand one. I think Jive was out by then. <laughs> no, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, that, that, what, what, what's all them wolf tickets you was selling? Yeah, you know I mean, like, if you was doing a lot of barking back in Detroit. I'm here now, and more than likely, it was barking that happened during like a separation, and they were pulled away. And is it? I, I feel like I remember this. Didn't they say like meet me in the back after an ejection or something? 
I feel like I remember this fight. I, I, it's vague. It's very vague. The Pistons have not been worth watching outside of the games <laughs> that they played the Bulls. So I, I, it's a vague memory. But yeah, you don't, you don't have to say nothing crazy. There was a Pistons Reddit post from a fan back when they were in the middle of their awful 28-game losing streak where this person said, we should just start punching people. We're 4-36 and 36 and on pace to become the worst team in NBA history. At this point, think about it. If the worst player on our team, I would say it's James Wiseman. This is this person talking. Mm-hmm. Just started punching and beating the crap out of other teams' best players for a couple of seconds. What's the worst that can happen? They toss him? He's our worst player. Do you think Isaiah Stewart read this, in this Reddit post and started to really get the idea? See, I wondered if uh, – I, I forget who I saw. I think it was Paul George talking about this. He said that uh, the, the NBA should start doing, like, WWE intros, like, <laughs> just things you expect. At least I wonder if Isaiah Stewart saw that. It was just like, oh, yeah, we get it cracking right before the game. Just, like, you hit a glass break. <laughs> Instead of them sitting on the bench and then the PA announcer <laughs> announces them, they just stand up and walk across the court. They come yeah. in from the tunnel. They all have yeah. They all stay in the tunnel and they come in, spotlight and all that. Well, this sets it up. Remember, like, I don't know if there's any wrestling fans out there, but, like, remember when, like, the camera would just cut backstage and you'd just be like, what's going on back there? And it's, like, Stone Cold showing up in a truck. Yeah. He gets out. He's got a he's got a crowbar in his hand just wailing up here. <laughs> That's Isaiah Stewart. That's all he was doing. He was setting the mood for his return to the Pistons. Who, let's be real. On your bingo card, did you have Isaiah Stewart being the first person that uh, got arrested this year on uh, – on the Pistons, like they should have been arrested for Definitely in a fight. making us watch the games. <laughs> like we should have just started arresting people immediately. Just like Killian Hayes, arrested. He's not there anymore, so that it doesn't hate his arm. He's gone, so. Uh, hey, maybe he's arrested. Woj and Ramona at ESPN reported that over a 24-hour window prior to trade deadline, it included owner-to-owner conversations the Warriors made an unsuccessful bid to convince the Lakers and LeBron to consider a trade to pair him with Steph Curry. My question is, scale of zero to five, zero, no shot, five, you know what? I kind of believe this. How close do you actually think they got to finishing a deal? Oh, they they talked about it on the game tonight. They they didn't get anywhere near it. I think Richard Jefferson was talking about it. He said there were that, owner uh, owner conversations. Well, it was it was uh, basically, according to Richard, how it went was called Genie Bus. Genie Bus was like, I don't think LeBron wants to trade, but you can call Rich Paul and ask him. Calls Rich Paul. Rich Paul's like, nah, he doesn't want to trade, but appreciate you hitting us up because I believe uh, uh, him and do Brian and Draymond have the same age? I think Brian and Brian and Draymond are yeah, both oh, yeah. under. Well, they Rich also Paul, were both at the so. Super Bowl together. So right, so I think that was kind of how all of this comes together. Calls Rich, Rich like he's not leaving. So I don't think it ever was anything serious. But hey, listen, shoot or shoot, baby, swing or swing, shoot or shoot. Isaiah Stewart was swinging. And uh, no, the Warriors were shooting. <laughs> Which swing landed harder? The Isaiah Stewart's swing on Drew Eubanks or the Warriors swing on LeBron James? I got did, I didn't see Eubanks tonight. Like he said he was, they said he was supposed to be good to go for the game, but I didn't see him specifically or I didn't pay attention to him. So like, it didn't seem like anything was off with his face. So it couldn't have landed that hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so LeBron not going to be a warrior anytime soon. Denny Avdia had 43 points tonight. 
Scoring in the NBA, now now that we're a distance away from the Luka 73 game, I can say this, and yeah, it, isn't, yeah. it isn't against Luka. It, it's I'm it's to still that. in there. Yeah, I saw that defense. How many players in the NBA couldn't get 40 if given the opportunity? I've got a list of players. I've got a list of players that played 10 minutes in, the, yep. in games tonight. I'm going to go through them, and you tell me if they could get 40 in a game or if you think they could not get 40 in a I game. I like this. I like this. Let's do it. You, they get the ball no matter – like, they get 48 minutes. They get as many shots as they can. They have to play against the NBA defense. Lonnie Walker. Could. David Body Roddy. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. I don't like that, so couldn't. Only against the Mavericks, but no, there's no way David Roddy can score 40 points in an NBA. Chris Boucher of the Raptors. Could. <laughs> you think he can get 40 in a game? I, I think he can he get He can 40. hit, like, a bunch of threes. Yeah, that's right. Rashawn Holmes. I've watched Couldn't. him play a lot recently. There's no, there's no shot. Uh, same with this one. Kavon Looney. Could. Looney could. 40, 40 in a game. Here's the thing about 40. It's just about at least, are you, 20, like, at least 22s. Are you getting the opportunity to just go out there and just say, F it. I get you to got shoot the as ball much as your, I want. Yeah, you got the ball in your hand. You're the number Kevon one option Looney tonight. could. More, more times than not, there, there's more players on this list that could than couldn't. So go ahead. Jackson Hayes. Could. No, no. I'm not. I, I end it could. with Jackson Hayes. There's no could. way Jackson Hayes could score 40 in a minute. Could. Troy Brown Jr. Could. I do think of that one. Kevin Love. Could. He couldn't make it. He couldn't make it the whole game. If it's only you, let's he go do tap out. No, he could. Do you see Taj Gibson recently when he was, he was playing on against the Mavericks and they only had seven players available? Yeah, and he played actually. 22 minutes and he was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dying out of it. Kata Bates Jop. Couldn't. No. Couldn't. <laughs> oh Couldn't. Yeah, I'm out on that one. From the Pistons post that I read earlier, James Good. Wiseman, he played 12 minutes for the Pistons tonight. Could. Could score 40 in a game? Mm -hmm. James yeah. Wiseman. If I just say it's your show, I'm go calling ahead. Koo. I'm call calling Koo right now. Good. He would not score 40 in a game. I mean, listen, he's got, he's got a skill set that they basically just don't use. They say go down there and just be a large guy grab rebounds and run down to court. The man who is essentially Victor Weminyama, Bull Bull. Could. That's what Jack said. I think he could score 40. Could. I do think that. Uh, Gary Payton the second. Could. There, no, he can't shoot. Could. You can't. You got to be able to shoot. You, you, no, you don't. Why? You got to you gotta get all your shots. Just the one the, that you the like. thing. Here's the thing about basketball is if I oh, can only take my me, shots, yeah. if I can only take my shots, I'm good at my shots. Okay. Right? Fair. So, like, most of the players on this list are good at their shot. You know what most of them don't get to do because it's not a good shot for the team? Take shots. Their shot. <laughs> Last one. Dorian Finney-Smith, my guy. I say could. I say could. I, I say could. I love the guy. I don't know if he can do you got to think. You're literally saying it's you're, you're getting the last game of Kobe Bryant. Like I've, you get I, all your shots. I know. I don't. Forty points. I watched. What's what's Ish Smith's high in the NBA? I watched the game with Ish Smith where I like, was like, it's like fourteen teams, right? That's his. That's his well, yeah, yes. That, <laughs> there is that. But it's just like if these guys are the best 
in the world and what they do. Even when you're even when you're the worst in the NBA, right? And so if I just say it's your world, you go out there and do everything that you can. Ish Smith's career high is 32 points in a game. Yeah. Ish Smith is Ish Smith is what? Six one? Six foot. <laughs> What's Ish Smith's great skill set? Right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, if you get the shots, you get to cook. <laughs> Signability. This guy's this guy's going to team. Get signed. <laughs> get I think there's more players in the NBA, especially with how they play defense now. There's more, there's more likely that you'll see a lot more guys score 40 if it's just like go out there and do what you do. I'll bet a guy that you have, I'll bet you DJJ can put up 40. Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, I, I he, bet he, you he's, DJ he's put up put twenty up a couple times this year. Yeah, he can he can drive to the rim like he, he can shoot a little bit for sure. Ooh, there you go. Let us know in the comments. It's a gross section. list though. It's a gross list. I never <laughs> want to see those. That grouping of players would go zero and eighty two. <laughs> I did exact like exactly ten to like fourteen minutes. That's that's what I did. Like whoever played that in games tonight because yeah. I was like I wanted some players that actually play a little bit. So there you go. Let us know in the comments section. Do you think the Clippers are actually title contenders? Tomorrow on the show, you've got Wes Goldberg and you've got Adam Mares. Great stuff on the NBA, as always. We'll have All-Star Weekend stuff as well. I'll be there. Tony East will be there. Uh, Ryland Stiles will be there. A bunch of us will be there, so we'll be hanging out. Guys, thanks for listening to Locked On NBA. Bye-bye.